Hello and welcome to Adam Analyzes. My name is Adam and I'll be your host. So I completed my run of Mortal Kombat films. I also touched on the Legendary Pictures Monsterverse a tiny bit. Since we have The Conjuring 3 coming up, I kind of wanted to revisit that series. I didn't know if I wanted to tackle that in 31 Nights of Frights this year or not. I do have an intention and a plan in place for 31 Nights of Frights. I just don't know if I want to proceed forward with that plan, if that makes sense. The Conjuring series itself spans across seven films. It's hard to believe that this little franchise wound up making some money, so Warner Brothers decided to exploit it. Of course I'm being harsh right there, but the number one thing Warner Brothers wants to do whenever they have a hit, they want to milk that dry. Warner Brothers isn't the only company to do this. I think Lionsgate kind of did that with the Saw franchise. By the end of the Saw franchise, I was kind of tired of the whole thing. I didn't see Jigsaw yet, I will check that out before watching Spiral, but either way these companies, these movie studios, they know that they have solid hits on their hands. Unless customer perception or taste changes, they continue to make movies. To be honest, that's not exactly a bad thing. I'll get into that a little bit more when I talk about the various spin-offs of the Conjuring series itself. I'm not sure if I want to do one whole episode or divide it up into two, as I'm going to give you a spoiler right here, I'm not a fan of these spin-offs at all. Maybe if I watch all the Annabelle films, maybe that'll change my opinion. I kind of doubt it though. What if I told you there was a film that featured Ed and Lorraine Warren's character that is not a part of the Conjuring series, but instead was a TV movie that came around in, I believe, 1991. I remember seeing it aired on Fox at the time. It was their Friday night movie. This is before the X-Files, so yeah, Fox actually ran movies on a Friday night. Considering most of the major networks nowadays do not run films at all, it's kind of hard to go back to that and remember that these networks used to have original movies. They used to air, I guess at that point, they already made their run on HBO, so they used to air films. I remember Terminator 2 was shown on ABC at one point in time, but it was a different time for TV. In some ways, it was a good time because you got little surprises occasionally. Like the 1991 Robert Mandel directed The Haunted. The Haunted tells the story of Jack and Janet Smurl. The Smurl family moved into a duplex house in West Pittston, Pennsylvania. The ones who are living in the other side of the house are Jack's parents, who also seem to have some weird occurrences as well. The movie starts us off in 1973 when there are some just strange things happening. We see things such as the toaster start to catch fire even though it wasn't plugged in. We also see some marks on the wall because this house was a fixer-upper. We see some of the marks and just black splotches on the wall. They clean them, they walk away, then all of a sudden somehow it keeps coming back no matter how hard they clean that area. Janet Smurl, when she's alone, she'll hear her name being called, which is actually kind of a creepy moment in the movie. It sounds like the grandmother in the film that's living on the other side of the duplex. However, it's not her that's calling. 
but it also leads to the grandmother getting a obscene phone call from Janet in Janet's voice. Things wind up getting worse in the film. Jack is attacked at one point by a succubus who essentially rapes him. Surprisingly enough for a made-for-TV film, they actually show this. At first it appears as a somewhat pretty but yet devilish looking woman with rotten teeth. Then all of a sudden it turns to like a overweight man with like a tongue. It's not really established too much in this film, however I did watch an interview with Ed and Lorraine Warren. Apparently a succubus demon likes to go and have sex as a like defiance to God. I don't know how much I believe that. And I have to say, I think something possibly happened in the Smurl home. It's just that the movie itself, it winds up taking place over the course of roughly 10 years. I think it may even go to 1986 when Ed and Lorraine Warren got involved. The odd thing to me here is the fact that Ed and Lorraine Warren aren't really a part of the story. It seems like in reality they were involved more heavily Maybe they changed some of this around because it, for one, is a made-for-TV movie. They had to kind of get to the point and make sure that they're under that hour and a half running time because you need to account for the commercial breaks. Before Jack Smurl was actually sexually assaulted by this succubus, we actually see that it attacked Janet as well. It seems to be fooling around with her in bed. She thinks it's Jack and... Jack is very much asleep. During the scene with Janet, we do get to see that cool where it looks like an invisible presence is pressing down on a person's skin. I kind of like that effect. I know it was used in The Entity. If you've ever seen the film The Entity, you know exactly what scene I'm talking about as it occurs at the beginning of the movie, if I'm remembering correctly. I don't remember where that actually took place in that film, but I never forgot it. I think that's one of the advantages this film had, is the fact that it was made for TV. It couldn't really rely on a lot of jump scares. Instead, it tries to provide atmosphere to kind of creep you out. Granted, James Wan did not do a whole lot of jump scares, in my opinion, in his Conjuring films. The jump scares came in the Conjuring spin-offs. But The Haunted is a different beast overall. That's why I wanted to talk about this one today, because we have a film that is pretty good. Somehow it got forgotten along the way. There's also good creepy moments in the film, such as when the Smurl family tries to simply get away from everything. They decide to go camping. While they go camping, then all of a sudden you see that the house itself, all hell is breaking loose. You see that the, there's lights flashing, it's, there's like a pinkish glow in the house. You hear the demons and spirits, you hear them screaming. They sound like something from a death metal song or something. It works really well. I also like the fact that, I also like the fact that the Smurl family, they see that the spirit followed them. I don't know if the black figure is the succubus itself. They don't get attacked here while they're camping, but it's definitely weird and creepy. Of course, they get right into their vehicle, they pack up shop, and they're going back to their house. I don't know if I would want to go back to the house if I would stay camping. I don't know what would have happened. I don't really know how I would have felt in that type of situation. This movie takes place over the course of about 13 years. 
That's the other big moment that I don't quite get or understand. If you're in this home for 13 years and it's gradually ramping up as far as weird occurrences, I think I probably would be gone at that point. I don't necessarily believe in ghosts anymore. However, if I had something like that happening to me, then I wouldn't want to be there. Why did they go for 13 years without attempting to get out? I understand that the whole spirit thing and the occurrences, they didn't happen consistently. Sometimes it would be a month or two at a time or whatnot. However, why would you stay? That's actually why I place a lot of doubt whether this was something that truly happened or if it was something else. Now, that something else, it seems like the Smurl family is not very well off financially. So maybe they were trying to do something like the Amityville Horror where, well, yeah, we can make it seem like our house is haunted. Am I saying that they're frauds? No, but it just gives me that little bit of doubt considering it was going on all this time. The Smurl family simply decided to just deal with it. I don't believe that for a second. They are depicted in the film as being very religious. They are God-fearing Catholics. Maybe they thought their faith would be able to ward off the demons and the spirits that are there in their house. I don't know. They did have some exorcisms done in the house. They had two of them. In the interview that I watched with Ed and Lorraine Warren, they said that the two exorcisms didn't take because God was not ready to show his power yet. I find that hard to believe. Maybe it does require multiple exorcisms. I don't know. But to make an excuse and say, well, it's because God wasn't willing to show you his power, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Specifically because we're supposed to believe in God, yet when we need help, God says, hey, wait, I'm not ready to show you my power just yet. I know you're having problems with demons. You got two exorcisms done and there's still occurrences. Maybe with the third one, I'll show you my power. It seems like he was kind of making an excuse. That also leads me to believe that maybe this whole thing was a hoax. Maybe they didn't really provide the exorcisms. They only show a little bit of that in the actual movie here. It is a little bit convenient that we don't have any actual account from the Smurl family that I can find, really. There is the book that Ed and Lorraine Warren wrote, but then again, how much of that is true? How much of that is fake? I don't doubt that maybe something happened there. I just providing doubt on the whole thing. I kind of consider The Haunted the first unofficial Conjuring film, and that's simply because Ed and Lorraine Warren are in this movie. This movie is actually where I found out about the Warrens. It's just strange that they don't have a very big present. I do like that when we're introduced to them, they're giving a seminar. The seminar is talking about a doll that was involved with a college student the doll's name was Isabel. Kind of strange that they would change that. I don't know if that was a mistake or if it was something that was changed to protect whatever because it does say that some of the names have been changed. They do address the Annabelle doll. They just got the name wrong. Could be that the screenwriter actually just didn't get the right name. I don't know. It's a nice little Easter egg considering The Conjuring actually starts off with the Annabelle story. So this movie wisely just focused on the Smurl family, their want, their need for help. It's a pretty good little TV film. I recommend it, recommend checking it out. Specifically, if you are a fan of The Conjuring, 
If you are a fan of the Warrens, if you maybe read some of their case files even, it's a pretty good little movie. Did something actually happen there? I have no idea. I'm not going to discount somebody's experience based on what I truly believe. I would actually like to give them the benefit of the doubt. I'm sorry they went through this, but I really do hope the story is true. If you want to check out The Haunted, it's actually on YouTube. That's the only place I was able to really find it. There's a copy on YouTube. It's not the best quality. However, it is perfectly watchable. It's how I did a rewatch. Maybe a couple years ago, probably about two or three years ago, it was on Shudder. Of course, that is no longer on Shudder, sadly. So I think YouTube is going to be your best friend here. So check it out. Hopefully you enjoy it. I do consider that the first Conjuring film. I'm going to close out tonight's episode. As a reminder, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Adam underscore analyzes. If you don't do social media, drop me an email at adamanalyzespodcast at gmail.com. If you need to catch up on some past episodes, you can do so at adamanalyzes.com or you can catch up on past episodes at your podcast listening platform of your choice. Speaking of that, if you are enjoying my podcast, I would greatly appreciate it if you would leave me a five-star rating at the podcast listening platform of your choice. It would allow me to continue making new episodes for you as well as reaching new listeners. Plus, I simply love those digital hugs. But with that being said, be kind and good night.